This episode of Champ and the Tramp is brought to you by Corona Seltzer. We just got their brand new variety pack, Tropical Flavors. My man, Mr. Effie over there is sipping on one himself. Yeah, man, I cracked uh, pineapple pina. It's uh, delicious, perfect for summer. Go get yours today at any liquor store in your neighborhood. Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's got to be that time, so this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance? Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man, F.E. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever it's happening out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about. You know that win is win. Crush whatever's on task. Check the podcast. It's the champ and the tramp. Let the ball blast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Champ and the Tramp. We are we have a special guest in today. We have Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. Those of you that don't know who he is, he's got a big fight coming up. He's on the uh, the uh, well, he's fighting Tommy Fury, who is the younger brother of Tyson Fury. I'm sure most of you know who Tyson Fury is, but he is on the undercard of Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley, and he's ready to get after it. So, thank you, brother, for coming on the show. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys. You know, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to, you know, showcase my speaking ability and <laughs> trash talking. But thank you guys the most. I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah, no, we've been checking you out, man. Uh, I know you've had, you know, plenty of fights over in Bellator. Uh, you know, how, how'd this whole thing come about? Like, how, I know, how'd you link up with Jake? I, I know you're a sparring partner, obviously, for Tyron, and I believe you were a sparring partner for Ben Askren. How'd that all come, come about? Well, I never met Tyron, but me and Tyron do have the same striking coach, Antonio McKee. Um, I tried offering my assistance to Ben before, but me and Ben never linked up. Um, how I met Jake, how it all began, all because I was trash talking on Twitter. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, I'm like, I had a friend named uh, Donut Corby. He, he worked with MMA Island at the time. And he was, you know, doing something. He ended up having BJ Flores, who is Jake's Paul's uh, head trainer. I'm commenting. I'm saying, hey, Jake is ducking me. Tell him to come fight me. So <laughs> BJ messaged me, said, hey, if you want to fight Jake, come to Miami and spar him. So I'm like, okay. I fly to Miami that same week. Meet him up. Meet him at the gym. I'm thinking, oh man, they about to jump me and beat me up. <laughs> I go there and spar Jake. Yo, that from there was like dreams come true. So after the sparring session, me and Jake had our differences, trash talking, you know, how oh I beat up pretty boy. No, no, he never did beat a pretty boy, but that was like the trash talking up in April leading up to the Ben Askren fight. So after the Ben Askren fight, we're getting into June. Um, BJ and Jake hit me up. They said, hey, we want to give you the opportunity to come train with Jake. We think you'd be a great fit for the Tyron Woodley camp. Awesome, man. Awesome. So you guys, you, I, I seen the one video where you guys had a little uh, little back and forth between you and Jake. Yeah. Like, how's, how is it with training with him now? You guys were in Puerto Rico over training camp, right? Yeah, I was there since – I've been there since um, – July, June 17th. So I ended up staying, having my birthday out there in Puerto Rico. But, you know, training with Jake has been eye-opening for me. Like, not just financially, but mentally, spiritually, physically. 
Like I got to learn so much things from him and his team, especially from BJ Flores and Jacob Chavez and Jaylee I love in the boxing aspect. But, you know, getting to know Jake on another level besides the social media and the boxing, Jake's a really nice guy. Like one of the sweetest men you'll ever meet in your life. Very humble, down to earth, family oriented guy. Like the guy opened his house to me like, you know, let me eat dinner with him and his family, met his mom. Like Jake is a very, very loving person. And a lot of people tend to like not really understand that part because they see the trash talking online. But when you really get to know him as a person, you're like, oh, he's just like you guys, chill back and lay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I was going to say, you know, in a little bit of research that I did, kind of refreshing myself with, with, you know, your, your background and your MMA fight record and stuff. It, it seemed like to me, I was finding more trash talk between you and Jake Paul online than I was finding between you and Tommy Fury, man. It was crazy. I'm like, wait, who's fighting on this card? Right. Hey, you know <laughs> where I'm from? Some says I'm a legend. Some says I'm a troll, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but Hey, me and Jake had our differences, you know? And I think there's guys out there that can be both in today's day and age. Exactly. You know, I think our differences came together when we started clashing through sparring. Like we started gaining each other respect because we would spar twice a week and we would do like eight rounds, me and Jake, and we go all out. We try to knock each other out. Like we, the respect level is there. And I never went into the camp thinking Jake's a YouTuber because if you step in that ring or a cage, I don't care if you're a plumber, if you're a doctor or a nanny. You're, you're a professional fighter. If you step in that cage with a professional fighter, you are now a fighter. Now, I wouldn't say professional, but you're a fighter. And he's improved. And a lot of people is going to see the improvement that he makes, you know, this uh, coming in 10 days. Yeah, I, I've been saying, you know, at what point do we stop calling him a YouTuber? I mean, right. the kid's in the gym every day for for the last four years. He, he's a boxer now, you know. Um, Absolutely. So I'm definitely interested. See, what, what's your prediction for that fight? Um, I, I say either fifth round stoppage or unanimous decision for Jake, you know, yeah. both wins, you know, crazy people say, Oh, you're a YouTuber, Jake, but no one criticized me. Cause I used to be a stripper. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, got into MMA. I, I got into, I was stripping before I got into MMA. Frank, you've seen some of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, uh, so are you, were you, you, you were, I mean, obviously Jake is probably the perfect sparring partner to get ready for Tommy Ferry. Tommy Ferry is what? Six foot, six foot guy, a little bit bigger, yeah. right? You, I mean, you, you, what weight do you usually fight MMA? Uh, 55. Okay. 55. So you're going up I for this. Little bit, off, right? I started off my career at 145 with Bellator. Um, cause I was cutting weight at one. I will walk around between 180, 185 fighting down at 145. So. That's crazy. Cut, man. I saw an interview you did that said that when you were sparring with Jake, you were about 190 and I, that's a, that's yeah, is that your normal walking around weight. I was really, yeah. When I walk around between 188 and 192, but oh. you know, so other than the height difference, I mean, there's, you know, I don't know how tall is Jake six foot. You're what? Five, no. seven, five, eight. You guys Jake, were, were, Jake we're not that far off in weight. Yeah. Jake's about six two, two ten. Mm. Oh, wow. Bigger than I thought. Okay. 
Yeah, Jake, don't don't let the size of the paper say six one. He's he's six two. I, I say he's six two, especially when you when you're wearing shoes and you're sparring and all that. He's six two. But I Frankie's got Frankie's got inserts he puts in his shoes sometimes. Yeah. So. Hey man, every time when you want to meet a nice little girl, oh you can cook, you can clean, nice job, great car. You short, huh? <laughs> yep, I'm short. <laughs> you know, but Tommy, I'm not worried about Tommy. That this all Tommy has is five inches and in his last name. That's all he has on me, yeah. really. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. Now, I know, like, obviously, where, you know, you're MMA, you box, you get uh, boxing is a big part of it. Have you have done just predominantly boxing before? Any uh, amateur um, fights just boxing? The, um, I had an amateur record of 12 and 1. Oh, okay. So you got some good, good experience. I, yeah. Um, at the age of 18, I got into it. Um, my younger brother boxes and my older brother, he used to box. But I fell in love with MMA at the age of 25. You know, I did my boxing early on in my, in my teens, early 20s, but at the age of 25, I got into it and I fell in love with it as an amateur. Then I stopped competing as an amateur, started dancing. And then I met Antonio off Facebook and he was like, hey, come stay with me. Come turn pro. You can live with me at my place. You got Emmanuel Newton, Bubba Jenkins. This is when we were stacked. I moved here and haven't left ever since. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, when you guys are down in uh, in Puerto Rico, were you two the only sparring partners, or you had a couple guys mixing in? Oh man, we mix it up with Jaylion Love, um, Jaylion Love, and then he'll bring in a couple um, some other professional um, boxers or MMA fighters. Um, I didn't know the names, but these guys. We had a guy in the UFC who fought in the UFC, and then we had a couple of guys boxing that were like well off. We had one guy who had like 60 pro fights and then we had a Russian guy who was like, who, who had like 20 something fights. Uh -huh. So a lot of these guys that Jake is bringing in the spar, they're no slouch. These are seasoned guys. Like remind you, I'm five, seven. So a lot of these guys are taller than me and they're seasoned. You know, Jake is cutting the weight, you know, having the, having to cut weight and spar at the same time, it's not, it's not an enjoyable thing to do, especially when you're getting ready for a fight. So Jake's, I say he probably brought in about like six, seven sparring partners. Rogers don't lose like losing weight just for the weekend. Never mind fight. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. Um, Want to make any predictions, man? How do you see the fight going with Tommy? You see it going to distance? You, what, you got, you, you got any, this, this is your opportunity to talk some smack, man. Man, I see a fourth round TKO. Fourth round TKO. Um, fourth round TKO or unanimous decision. Tommy, if you've seen his record, like, it's horrible. Like, how can you fight a guy who's 10 wins and 126 losses? I, I just Frankie told me that. I don't get that. Like, <laughs> and he's literally undermining me that I'm his opponent. He thinks he's going to fly into Cleveland, get in the middle ring and face off with Jake Paul. Like, hello, dummy. You're forgetting you're fighting me that night. And I, man, I'm going there with the intentions to hurt him. Like I'm the underdog. I get it. You know, I don't have, I don't have the fancy last name that he does. I don't, I don't have the, the, the good looks like he has for, for the Englishman, you know, but I'm the pretty boy. It's, I, I don't get touched. This is what I do. I go in there and I get wins. I'm on a five fight win streak 
in, in MMA, you know, and I'm looking to carry on that streak in just combat, period. I want to be the most electrifying man in sports combat. It seems like Tommy wants to almost use you as a stepping stone to get to Jake for that, to you know, to set that fight up. And I guess that all started through Twitter. I guess uh, Tyson, his older brother, tweeted something about, you know, you should fight my younger brother, Tommy, which is kind of how it all started, which in the end of the day, it's good because it got you on the, you know, on the other card for this fight. But, uh, I mean, I, I can see that you plan on putting a stop to that real quick. Obviously, a win for you, and that is going to probably slump his chances at getting a shot with Jake. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I manifested this day. Like, if you go on my Twitter, I swear to God, you go on my Twitter and you look at May 31st, I think May 31st, June 1st, this is way before I even went to camp in camp with Jake. May 31st, I called at Tommy Fury. I'm like, yo, Tommy, stop fighting these bums and come, come fight me. All of a sudden, now I'm really fighting Tommy Fury. I manifest this stuff. Uh, I, yeah. You know, I, I talked smack to Jake before. Like, I meant it last year, manifest like, I'm going I'm to fight Jake one day. Watch. Next you know it, I'm his main sparring partner in Puerto Rico. You know, look, I'm in a good position. Jake could have picked anybody else in the world to have him train with them, but he chose me, you know? And think about this though, guys, think about this. If you're sparring with somebody and you're just beating up your sparring partner, you're not gonna get better just beating up your sparring partner. You're gonna send them home and bring someone else who's gonna give you better work. You know that, Frankie, you, you for know. For sure, for sure. So the fact that I stayed the longest out of all sparring partners and became the main guy, that tells you, okay, he, yeah, give him the he, work he needs. Exactly. I'm giving him what he needs. And everything is aligning to it to my liking. Like, I see this fight playing out with my hand being raised. I do not see myself losing. And once I beat this guy, and if he wants a rematch, I'll definitely go to England and fight him in his hometown. And I don't have a problem with that. My whole career, I fought in someone's backyard. I've never fought in Oakland, California, where I'm from. I'm always the underdog. I fought in Ireland. I fought James Gallagher in Ireland. I fought uh, Adam Borics in Budapest. And these guys are all top five guys in Bellator right now. And I have no problem going there to England and fighting Tommy. Now, do you, do you see yourself uh, staying in the boxing world? You're going to go back to MMA, go back and forth. <laughs> What's your plans with that? I mean, I say I tell you this: if I win this fight, most likely MMA might not see me for another two years. Yeah, <laughs> that's an yeah. indication. I really can't say too much, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's an indication of okay, I see what's what's going on. Um, part of that, part of that, I would think, has to be the money you can make in these 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 exhibition fights. You know, these days. I mean, does it? you know, you're, you're a young guy, but you paid your dues in the MA business. You put your time in. Does it, does it bother you at all that, that a YouTuber can make the money that he makes in a boxing fight with having really no pedigree in it at all? I mean, absolutely you can't say that not. now, but I mean, his right. first fight, you certainly could have said that. I mean, absolutely not. I applaud him. Like, look, Danny White said it the best. Hey, you guys had the opportunity to build your fan base and your following to get popular. Like, look at Sean O'Malley. Look at the fan base he made. You know, you can't be mad if Jake. There might be a guy that could beat his ass in this room, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Frankie can. Absolutely. But when you look at Jake and his followings on YouTube of his 20 million subscribers, hey, he did his job of building that that base and he bought those 20 million dollars 
I mean, 20 million followers to boxing. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, hey, you don't he, hear professional boxers getting upset with Jake, like, oh, fight me, Jake. You don't name, name a boxer, professional boxer, you hear talking smack about Jake. They're all, hey, cool. you don't really, you don't really hear them talking smack per se, saying that they, they often use the word YouTuber, though. They often say, yeah, fucking yeah, guy's a YouTuber, you know, so they, they do pull it in a little he, bit. He built that, he built that fan base himself. No right. one helped him. I mean, he had a little help with the team and right. family and stuff, but he built that. I think people are haters when they are jealous that he's making all that yeah. money. Like, hey, if you you go have a YouTube channel, you build that fan base, you get 8 million subscribers, right. and then right. you have them come to boxing or MMA, and then they pay for pay-per-view. <laughs> you know, Logan does the same thing. Yeah, no, he, he did he, he, he did something uh, that people want to watch him fight but it's not even that but that's enough but he also has taken it serious that's what i say he's not just a, you know yeah. a flash in a pan i'll train for a fight here train for a fight there like seems like he's taking it serious he moved to puerto rico bringing guys in the spa he's definitely uh he bought in he bought into the whole the whole boxing culture uh, i don't know that he's done a number of interviews obviously him and dana white butt heads a little bit but um he seems to stand up for mma guys yeah, you know yeah. seems sure. to, he you, wants you to get you guys wants to get part? you guys paid yeah yeah. I've got paid more money being Jake's sparring partner than I did in my whole career in MMA of six years. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. It's crazy. I believe it. And, and I'm like, Whew. that's kind of what I meant. You know, that's kind of what I meant that, that you've certainly, you, you've got punched in the face a lot. You've paid your dues. You put your time in and here you are just being a paid sparring partner and you're making more money than you did in your entire career. But right. I and like then, your, I'm a capitalist, so I, I love your outlook. I believe in capitalism. I believe you can bring in the numbers. You should get paid for it. I was just curious as a professional how you felt. Oh, man, I, I, I love it. You know, my whole life I did, you know, I done sales growing up, had jobs, commission, you know, okay. performance-based. I was always a performance-based type of guy. And I even have- a, Even as a stripper? Hey, was, Frankie yeah. wants to know how was your performance? Yeah. Hey, throwing up, throwing up Morpheus glasses. He's like a red, he's red pill, he's red pill, red pill him out there. Ladies, do y'all want the red pill or the blue pill? They speak out red pill. You know, hey, we about to throw in that red thong. You good to go? Red panty night. Red panty night. There you go. I mean, look. We all had the opportunity, you know, right. everybody has the opportunity to make as much money as Jake can in the future. If you're doing it right, if you're marketing yourself yeah. the right way, Kobe's doing it. Connor's doing it. You know, not Frank only that, I mean, you got to give Jake a little credit, even his haters. I'm not a Jake hater at all, but even the haters got to give him credit. I mean, he's, he's done well in his boxing career. You know, he's done Absolutely. well. So. We all stole a piece from Floyd Mayweather. Hey, mm -hmm. haters, yeah. haters, like Connor says, Hater love you when you win. Haters love you when you lose. But mm -hmm. hey, make sure you get paid on the same day. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, sure. That's right. This is true. I mean, it, it's it is the entertainment business. That's you know, you're you get we're prize fighters. You're fighting for a prize, not 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 for uh not for anything else. You know, that's right. I mean, Roger I, fights for, for food sometimes. <laughs> I'm too old to fight these days. <laughs> hey, too old to fight. Hey, you I, call I me fat. I love the fight game. It, it's amazing. It. It's art to me. People ask me, oh, you're, what type of fighter are you? I'm not a fighter, baby. I'm an entertainer. I do it all. I can sing, I can dance, and I can fight. Look, an entertainer, 
you have more options to doing more things. A fighter, you're just a you're just a, another Fedor Elementenko. I don't want to be a Fedor Elementenko. I want to be entertainer. I want to be that guy who's doing those drink commercial alcohol commercials, <laughs> starring in movies like George St. Pierre. You know, who has his own cologne line. You know, I want to I want to do stuff like that. George got hair now, by the way. Grew his hair out. Did you see that? He did. Jealous? First, the first time I've ever seen that dude with hair. You know, I actually trained with George with George up in uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, really? Was that there? I'd ask yeah. Him. He looked at me. He was like, when this one, I was losing the weight. He was like, yo, you're huge. I'm like, who, <laughs> oh, me? Because when I walked into the gym, he's like, you look so familiar. I'm he was the, down there with Gordon, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yep, yeah. He was with Gordon Ryan and yeah, John yeah. Gallagher. Yeah. He looks at me, he's like, you look familiar. I'm like, me? He's like, yeah, yeah, I know you from L.A. You were the key guy. Man, I wanted to cry because I'm like, yo, <laughs> don't recognize me? That's, that's awesome, man. You know, we, didn't, we didn't get the grapple, but he's like, he just looked me up and down. He's like, dude, you're huge. You're strong as hell. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, you know, a little that's quite a, It was good to get the ego strong a little bit. Say, you know? That's quite an endorsement from the goat right there. Yeah, he was, I was like, how much you, and I asked him, I was like, George, how much you weigh, actually? He looked at me, and he's like, don't tell nobody, but 183 pounds. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, 193, George. I'm like, yeah. man. I'm like, he can easily make 155 if he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And there's that rumor, him and Khabib, but I don't think it's going to happen now. Never. think it's ever going to happen? Nah. He told, no. He told me, I said, George. Are you ever going to fight again? He looked at me. He said, never. I got three kids. I mean, I got girls. I don't know how many exact numbers. He said, I got girls. I'm getting out here, getting off this on the high horse. I'm never going back to MMA. I, I applaud yeah. that. I think he should, you know. Yeah. There's guys yeah. That, that come back and, you you know, as, as, as a veteran, as a guy that's watched it from USV, UFC 1, you know, you kind of want to see some of those big names come back, and then so and wait, then, so wait, you're a veteran, now? not, a, say, not a, veteran, a veteran, a veteran, a veteran of watching he's the sport, a veteran of watching him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, but sometimes it just disappoints you, man. I mean, when when Chuck Liddell came back and fought Tito, like, I, I wish that fight had never happened, yeah. and I want my money back for it, you know. Yeah, but they're legends. They they should have gone out on top, like George is saying he's going to do, because you know, would I think it was just a better for their career, you know? I mean, you can, one, of those, one of those legends you can actually see who's still making themselves relevant and who's doing it is one of my other training partners, Czech Congo. The guy's in Bellator. I mean, the guy's only lost, what, like twice in like almost 10 years. Wow. <laughs> one of my favorite fights ever is him and Pat Barry, man. That, that oh, really, man. Where, hey, it was like oh. knockout after knockout after yeah, knockout. Yeah. And, and, and kudos check to one, the referee, man. Kudos to the referee. Absolutely. Great <laughs> refing on that fight. You know, Oft, oftentimes you see shitty refing. You got to you gotta give kudos to when you see good refing. That was that was amazing refing in that fight. No, absolutely. And, you know, Frankie, I've always been a big fan of yours, man. Like, Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Man. You know, I'll be always, I'll be on my high horse. I want to fight Frankie one day. Like, fight me, Frankie. Like, it's always been an honor, you know? Like, man, having to compete with one of those, you're you're an icon. You're one of the pioneers. You might not be, like, the early, early pioneers. Like, you know, um, Ke- 
Kevin Randleman and you yeah, know Randy yeah. Couture, but you're a pioneer, bro. Like, yeah, thank you. You, you can't. I'm old. This, this means yeah. I'm old. <laughs> you can't mention UFC without saying Frankie Edgar, like straight up. You speaking can't. of speaking of guys that you know go on to illustrious other careers outside of MMA. Randy Couture is a guy right there. He's done a lot. You know, he's done. He's been in a number of movies. I just saw him in a commercial like yesterday. The guy, uh, he's doing a lot outside. I tell of, people uh, this right now. I said, just make sure I ain't got nobody here around me. <laughs> WWE calls me. I'm done with it all. Bye. Yeah. Bye. You got to cut, cut, cut a demo. Cut a demo. A pro, no, hey, we call it a promo. Hey, cut a promo on Saturday night or, or Sunday night. Uh, you know, when you, when you, when you put Tommy yeah, away, yeah, you got to yeah. cut a promo. Oh, absolutely. You know, you made it when you become an action figure. That's what you <laughs> <laughs> Get your old oh, action yeah. figure. Oh, yeah. There you go. You made it you like go. And put it right next to Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. Yes, sir. Bro, you know, honestly, it, the, the setting in the room, you look like you're about to strip in, in your picture. You know what I'm saying? Where you're at, right, Tony? Candy night. <laughs> <laughs> You just, you just said you know you've made it when you become an action figure. Uh, yeah, yeah. This guy's got an action figure over see, here. <laughs> see, that's an icon right there. That's a legend, a pioneer. See, you know, man, <laughs> bobbleheads don't count, gentlemen. Remember, yeah, yeah. bobbleheads do not count. Yeah, man. I, I love, I love it. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, we're excited. We'll be watching. Um, you know, obviously, uh, it's it's not, you know right in the very near future, and we're rooting for you, brother. Hope uh, hope you bring home uh, hope you bring home the win, the W. Yeah, and, best um, best of luck. I know Roger's definitely in your corner. He loves pretty boys. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll definitely look forward to seeing you uh, put a performance on, man. I wish you, but nothing but the best. Thank you, hey gentlemen. You guys gotta ooh, wait till you see the entrance. Ooh, <laughs> you talking about real red penny night on Showtime. On Showtime, <laughs> showtime. Boom, nonetheless, that's hey, awesome. Man. Showtime ain't never done, done something like this before. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Of course, of absolutely. Course. All the best, man. The rest of the way, have a good weight cut and uh, zero in, and, and good luck, brother. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. You guys have a good night. All right, take care, brother. Thanks, Anthony.